Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday. We're getting started a little early this morning. It's 9 o'clock, 54 degrees in Kerrville. Welcome to the Lead Live. I'm Louis Hamastoy. We've got nervous guests here. It's going to be awesome. One of my guests is going to probably forget her name through this thing. She's so nervous. But she'll be okay. We'll get her done here in a second. Let's get to the business of this morning. It is uh, don't come to Python Plow. Well, you can come by and have a cup of coffee with us, but I'm going to charge you. Uh, the lead is brought to you by Pine Plow Brewing Company of Kerrville, Texas. We are closed today, but we're still here broadcasting. Texas Hill Country Advisors, Andrew and Gilbert, were with us last night talking about interest rates. Had a good time with them last night. K-Pub, safe, reliable, and yours. Peterson Health. And our good friends over at the Kerr County Abstract and Title Company. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Lead Live. Uh, once again, I'm Louis Amistoy uh, here on a Tuesday. Uh, I got some news and notes before we get to our guests this morning. just want to hit a couple things before we get started. Um, the storm yesterday was just a dud. Uh, it was terrible. Uh, nothing happened. It was, it was bad for if you lived north of us and uh, east of us, like in Austin and Waco and other places, but uh, not not for us. It wasn't uh, a very good thing. By the way, uh, State Farm, Amber Thomason and her gr crew over there at State Farm, uh, they can help you with great rates and excellent service. Go by and see them today. Visit with Liz, Landry, Katrina, and JC. They'll get you the Roberts rate if you still – or the Rogers rate, not the Roberts rate. Rogers rate, the Aaron Rogers rate. So go ahead and visit them today. Uh, but the storm yesterday, um, Justin uh, – Graham pointing out to me yesterday, he says, look, this storm is just was painful to watch uh, because he said nothing could hurt a people worse than to get to, to get spat on and see the backside of good rain tracking east. So for the farmers and for the people who really depend on the water, yesterday's storm was a nothing event. And we're going to have really nice warm temperatures starting probably tomorrow through the weekend. Where I think it's Sunday it's supposed to be a high of like 88 so nearly 90 degrees here as we uh, close out the month of March. Uh, and we're, we're tracking into that territory where we'll have basically four consecutive months of less than an inch of rain. And I think an inch of rain aggregate for that, that period. So really dry conditions. And this morning, actually, uh, to the south of us uh, in Rock Springs, Uvalde, Eagle Pass, Carrizo Springs, Del Rio, they're all under red flag warnings. High extreme, high fire danger. And we were just kind of talking about before we got to the show. That's always one of my concerns. You know, I talked about this previously that, you know, being uh, being someone from California who sees these things and seen these things before, a lot of you don't get it. You know, you need to have some defensible space around your, your, your buildings and your homes because a big brush fire in a hurry can uh, do a lot of damage uh, and, and be very, very dangerous in, in a real quick. So I can't tell you how many times I've covered big major fires in my career um, and knock on wood, we don't have to do that here in Kerrville. Uh, yesterday, the city of Kerrville announced that they're going to purchase 7.1 acres of land, conveniently, uh, on uh, Clearwater Paseo, uh, and I think it's Rio Monte Drive here in Kerrville for the new public safety building, should it be approved by the voters come May 7th. That is a big development, and a lot of people were like, oh, well, what about the, uh, what about, what about the public, what about the middle school facility? Well, here, here's the deal, folks. If you think about that for a second, so they just paid 740, we're going to pay about $740,000 for a seven-acre track. Um, the middle school, I think, is 20 to 30 acres in that range, probably 25 acres. Uh, they only need seven acres, uh, and, but then they have the issue of what do you do with the school facilities which my understanding, and just by looking at them, knowing that from the 60s and probably the some even older than that, uh, there's probably going to be a lot of remediation there that's very, very expensive. I mean, to treat asbestos and to dispose of it properly is a very expensive procedure. So it doesn't really fit. And honestly, like, it's probably a better fit for a commercial development or housing development uh, there on Sydney Baker than this would be. This makes sense. Essentially, the city and the county are creating a public safety corridor uh, on Clearwater Paseo. You have K-Pub, you, uh, uh, you have the sheriff's office, you have the district attorney's office, and then you have this massive brand new building. And when you have a unified command in an emergency, uh, you 
want to have you want to have a um, you want to have a good facility for that, and that's what that facility will provide. So K-Pub, which is a city-owned um, utility, obviously, they can walk across the street uh, and they can join in a, in a in a storm event. They can be there uh, for that. There were a lot of people, so but a lot of people were like, "Oh, I don't like this idea of you know of of having it there." And it's like, look, it's seven acres. It's flat. It's going to be a one-story building. It's plenty of parking. Plenty of scalability for the future needs of Kerrville. We have not built a police station in this community ever. So this is a step in the right direction probably for those. There's still those, like I, I mentioned today, you know, sometimes it just brings out the most fun people in the world. When you talk about spending money, we have internet trolls out there. I thought one of them was dead, uh, but he came back to life and, you know, uh, and sure enough, he was posting on my page, on the leads page and, and, um, you remember that scene in The Hobbit when the cave troll, you know, turns to like, turns to stone? I thought that's what happened to this guy, but no. Uh, this is what he said, and I'm going to preface this here. Thank goodness the city council, spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L, which would mean that their attorney is a count anyway, uh, and mayor got caught with their hands in the cookie jar trying to do this without citizens' consent. At least now it will be voted on. Well, here's the problem with that, right? Essentially, you're accusing the mayor and the city council. This is this is a popular talking point. You're accusing the mayor and the city council of, of basically grand larceny, of theft, right? But here's the truth of the matter, right? There is no theft. There is no grand larceny. There is no shenanigans going on. This is a very transparent tra- transaction. But yet there is consistently this narrative like the mayor is – going to steal this money. It's like, look, I have seen cities that have, have had mayors that have stolen money. I've seen that. And then what happens to them? They go to jail. Um, I don't think that's a thing here. Uh, I think it's really probably not going to be a thing. So that's it. And the people are like, well, why is the building so expensive? It's like, well, okay, here's the deal. I think that uh, a few years ago, the uh, when they, they commissioned the first study, I think that was sort of like a fishing expedition to see, you know, here, here's what the appetite would be for this. We could do a building for this much money, but the reality of it is, is that we really are going to need this much money because it's a much broader uh, topic. And um, that is, that's where we're at. You know, they, they thought they could do it for $25, $30 million. Well, they, th- then the pandemic happened, right? And that changed the way a lot of people look at buildings, right? You don't want to cram all your cops into one little small space like they have now because coronavirus likes cramped small spaces. And so you got to build out something that's a little bit more room and you want to grow. You want to have a building that's going to last you for 25 or 30 years before you have to do anything to it. And they built that into it. And along the way, through their scoping process in this one, they said they determined that, you know, IT needs to be in that building. Um, IT needs to be there. And uh, that's because they support heavily what's going on with uh, police and fire. And um, by the way, um, they also had to prove fire, or basically had to make, make a, a, a bomb shelter. Uh, this is a true story. They had to make a bomb shelter, essentially to protect themselves from any sort of, of horrific attack. And I'm going to show you the, the live look at what could have happened to them. Uh, I don't think my guests can see or not, but you know, here's a live look at, you know, they had to protect, they had to build a building that was strong enough to to wither or to to sustain an attack like this see they they can't you can't have this kind of building now because what if godzilla comes through and punches you down right you got to have a building that can survive godzilla so there you go um that's what's that's that's the truth of the matter um and that's the news of the morning today the city council will meet um to talk about uh, several things um one of them will be the Heart of the Hills uh, Heritage Center, and uh, they'll talk about that t- today. Also, some building code reviews on subdivisions, and like you have to have a, build a subdivision where, if it floods, they need to be able to get fire engines in there and uh, to do their work. Uh, and that's and there's a lot, there's there's so much going on right now. It's just crazy. Uh, let me see who's uh, watching the show. Who's watching? Let me see. What do we got here? Uh, there's comments here. To drink through this. Um, Good morning. Um, good morning to Delane. Good morning to Carrie. Good morning to Tony Fontaine Jenner, who's always suspicious, uh, spreading the rumor that Target and Academy are looking at the middle school property. 
Target seems like a long shot at best. Um, although the you know what the demographics, uh, t- Target I think would build something here. It makes sense to build something here, but it also makes sense to bur- build something in Bernie. Um, and there's there's I've read repeatedly that Target is not looking at building a lot of new stores, and the stores they are going to build are not going to be like the typical Targets. They're going to be smaller um, because the world has changed. Uh, Academy Sports would be cool. Uh, although I found that the Academy Sports in Smaller communities are really terrible. So that's not my own. That's not my own opinion. I didn't say that. Good morning, by the way, Brenda. Okay, we have guests. Uh, let's go over to Michelle McBride. She's on camera three. Uh, let me turn the microphone on. Hold on, Michelle. Are you there? I'm here. How are you? Good morning. Yes, I'm fine. How okay. are you? We also have other people, too. <laughs> go to them real quick. Okay, so we have Jennifer. Say your last name, Jennifer. Natalie. Natalie. And then we have Leslie Robinson. Robertson. Robertson. Mm-hmm. Leslie is, you're in the mortgage business, right? I am. You're I'm with SWBC. SWBC. What's going on with mortgages right now? Are they good? Um, yes, they are good. They're, uh, if, if people can find a house to buy, yeah. <laughs> then the mortgage rates are still um, not as great as they used to be, yeah. but they're sure not 18%. If you go back you, a few more years, you, you're going back a several years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a yeah. few. Um, I, you know, buying houses is it's it's amazing how much paperwork you have to fill out when you buy a house. You know, mm-hmm. is there is there is there any hope that ever get simpler, or are we still? Yes, have to you know what we're working on right now. Yeah. We that lending in general and title companies. Yeah, we're working on um, completely closing um, at e closing. Right. So that you sign most everything at home at your leisure yeah and then you run into the title company just to physically I, sign the note and the deed things I did a, that have to I be did a lot of that uh, I did a lot of that on my my last house that I bought but but it still it was like they still bring the ream of paper out okay here's the ream right you're gonna sign every single page here and initial every single page so right. yeah it's a lot of fun uh, and then uh, Jennifer uh, she's with us uh, today you're, you're gonna talk about sisters and service today Yes, sir. All right. Very good. She's highly nervous, but we're going to make fun of her. <laughs> it's all right. We're going to tease her. Uh, Michelle McBride's here with Purposes. It's, it's, it's Women's History Month. And one of the things we talk about with women um, is, is that history is generally a man's game, if you think about it. I mean, I mean, I mean you think about the, uh, um, uh, the history of this, but the really on the backs of women and their contributions. And you've written to me an, an email that's epic in length it's it's <laughs> like it's like a Mitchner's novel it's huge <laughs> right let me let me find my email here of your family history mostly on the women's the women's story here uh, and you think about this too it's like you know some of the things that women had to deal with you know in those pioneering days and you go back a long ways I mean um before the Civil War. Before the yeah. Civil War. So you guys were early to Texas. Early, early to Texas. Yeah. And early to the Hill Country. Mm-hmm. And wh- wh- what's, what's the, what, what brought them here? Do you know? You know, that's, I believe it's horses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because generation after generation after generation, someone's always raised horses, right. even with my dad yeah. so far. But, um, yeah, I think it was the the quest for quality horses quality and horses actually yeah. from mexico would come through texas go down to mexico get the horses come back yeah deep into mexico they have a lot of really good horses well people forget too that you know the the connection with south texas and mexico like they thought the border was porous now it, well back in the day you just go across and get what you needed to go and then and, and then and then come back um but your story though i mean your story goes all the way back i mean you've got like Soul Ross in your history. I mean, you've got a ton of of of, of n- names here to go through. Tell me a little bit about you know your family's roots here in uh, in, in Kerr County. Well, it was primarily in East Kerr County, mm-hmm. Camp Verde, Centerpoint area, and then across from the airport. I think it's people know it now as the Rousey Ranch or the Naylor Ranch right. used to be the Nallens Hollow, and that was. Um, the first homestead there wow. um, but yeah on my grandmother's side <clears throat> she was a bernie in nallen and so the bernies had been here it's like the first surgeon the first 
um, judge, first district clerk, county clerk. It's just uh, unbelievable, the first sheriff. And it's pretty neat to, to look back and see all the Texas Rangers. I've counted up to 10 so far. And, um, and then on my mother's side, being a Reese, there's a lot of family history there, too. They were, like, all here at the same time, which, of course, yeah. you know, a small amount of people right. end up marrying. <laughs> so, like, there's a, there's, a, there's, there's a great movie that I, I love. It's called Local Hero. Uh, actually, it's initially set in Texas, but it goes to Scotland, and, and there is a, a scene there where they go to stay at the inn, uh, but then the, the, the guy who runs the inn is also, like, the city clerk and – um, you know, he puts another hat. Oh, I'm, I'm this, and I'm this, and exactly. I'm this, because he's the only. It's it's like a really small town, and so I could just see these guys. You know, well, I'm the sheriff, and I'm also the district clerk, and kind of like Bob Reeves now. Bob Reeves yeah. has about 45 different jobs. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, and it started too. I know they were here, and a lot of horses were stolen, and so then they, you know, joined up with the soldiers that were here to help fight the Indians mm-hmm. to retrieve some of the horses not all of them were ever retrieved of course but just to hear the stories that my grandmother would tell that her father told and it was pretty neat so um, your grandfather was Rankin Carroll McBride that's a name yes, for, for founder R. C. of yeah. R.C. McBride Oil Company now yes. the McBride Oil uh, you're still reaching uh, what, what he's what he did uh, and then your grandmother was Cleo Nolan now uh-huh. Nolan McBride uh, an, an Irish descendant Yes. Of, of Texas since before the Civil War. Mm-hmm. So the Irish came here and uh, looking to be left alone, probably. So Well, I think they were actually trying to get away from the Catholic, um, yeah, as many of, many people were trying to flee from that. They were, they, they were not Catholic then, so they were probably Presbyterians, you know? Do you know? Presbyterians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that means they have the uh, Northern Irish roots then, most likely. So, um, yes. That's an interesting story because a lot of people were like, I was born in Ireland, but I'm not Catholic. That means you probably were brought there by the British from Scotland to be Scotch, you know, to 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 bring, you know, Protestantism to to Ireland is very interesting. Um, I have I have that same sort of family history as well. Um, Let me see here. Then you have a great grandfather, Richard uh, Nowlin, right? Mm -hmm. He was a ranger, a rancher, a farmer and considered the best horseman in the area. Yeah. Right there. How did they? So how, did, how did you find that little nugget out? That was all from my grandmother with the Daughters of uh, Texas Revolution, uh-huh. I think it is. That right. She had written those articles on that, and then the stories from my dad too. And then you had another uh, great grandfather, great great grandfather William Dewitt Clinton. That's very yes. British. Oh, Bernie. Bernie. He's William Bernie. Dewitt Clinton Bernie. And his nickname was Clay. Clay, okay. And that was my dad. And then my oldest son, who has a criminal justice degree, is Clay also. So they they, they send it back and back and back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny how it kind of makes a full circle. Right. And with the country, too, being LaSalle County, Valverde County, it's like you look back and they were all in those counties too alpine marfa area brewster county Mm -hmm. and now my oldest son is there and so it's it's pretty neat the way to see how it makes a full circle and so this means though you probably have cousins and relatives here that you that you don't even know yes i know and i want to find them because i mean it just it's it's a birthright yeah you know, I just want to reconnect with everybody. And I think so much of that has been lost in Kerr County. And I know growing up here, that was something that was so important. I don't I don't know. It doesn't seem to be as much anymore. But, I mean, I think people, though, I mean, one of the things I find fascinating about sort of family history is the stories that have come, that come out of that. And from the women's perspective, you know, you think about all the things they had to kind of do to, you know, keep up with uh, uh, their their husbands or to provide support. Uh, what have you found any good stories yet from from that side of things? Yes, actually, um, one of my grand my great grandmother Annie Bernie, she was considered the nurse practitioner of the area. Oh, okay. And yeah, my grandmother said that she remembers she was never home. Right. Any time there was a call or a need, she was out the door to go help. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, that was neat I yeah. mean, to, to see. And that's it's funny, too, that in my grandmother's writings, it refers to her as a nurse practitioner. Oh, really? 
So way back in the day, we actually used those terms, kind of lost it. Now it's coming back. So, um, or she could have been a witch doctor. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Just saying, just saying. Um, so you have some of the writings, though. You have some of the first, the the, the primary documents then. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. In the nice. family Bible, it's huge. It's, Is it? It's awesome. It's just like wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those family heirlooms, uh, are mm-hmm. always important to have too, especially when they have, uh, I have, um, I have letters from my grandparents, my grandmother and my grandfather, uh, where my grandmother writes a very, um, irritable letter to my grandfather. And this is back in the day when you could, you did, you couldn't call on the phone, you can text, right. you had to write a letter. And her letter was, there was a scorpion in the kitchen. <laughs> Get me the hell out of here now. You know, and uh, that's when they moved to California. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love the letters from my grandfather, from my great uncle to my grandfather. My great uncle was in the war um, and he was in the Marines and he's like, he's always nagging my grandfather to go work out and be in the gym and things like that. <laughs> I love those letters though, because they, they give you insights into, because um, oh, yeah. when you think about grandparents, you think of these like, you know, old people who have had life's experiences. But when you read the context of them, it takes it, yeah, takes it, takes it, back. it back. Like, you know, I like reading the letters of my, you know, she was like 28 or 29 when my grandmother wrote these letters, you know, to my grandfather. Um, like, she's just a young girl, really, you know, like, I miss you, come back, you know, and like, like, you don't really see that, you know, that young, that kind of young love piece of it as well one of my favorite stories was my grandmother would tell because she lived there at the homestead there on birdie creek and my grandfather lived more towards um the camp birdie store yeah but he would hook up the wagon and pick her up and then take her to school they would go to school together yeah and when it was real cold he would heat up rocks and put them in a, a, a tin of some sort and have a blanket so her feet could stay warm nice. on there. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And they were, <laughs> you know, they were married for 60-something years. So, yeah, that's wow. awesome. See, like, we're, we were so spoiled by our technology, you know. We just get in the truck. Yeah. I think yours drove Trimming itself, right? On. Yes. Yes, so, yeah, yours <laughs> drove itself. Uh, what about you two? Do you guys have family histories or family stories or deep connections here in Kerr County? Do you? No. No? I moved here in 85. Yeah. And I know what you mean. Back then, you couldn't go anywhere without knowing everyone. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember moving here and you hear about the family history mm-hmm. of of the founders of and you just you don't hear you don't about it as more. much and i i mean i attribute that to just the fact that there's so many new, new people, people that have sure. moved in that yeah. you do lose that sense of um where you came the from. primary yeah yeah. Correct. yeah yeah when did you yeah. move here jennifer uh we've been here since 2004. 2004. it's interesting i'm, I'm taking the uh, class right now at the uh for the police department and when they did introductions to everybody, how many people have just had moved there? Like, I've been there for three, for almost three years. But how many people have uh, just – oh, my, my headphones came off. Uh, how many people have just come recently, mm-hmm. you know? But they probably were drawn here the same reason why your, your family, Michelle, was drawn here was opportunity – Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful here. It is, you know, water. and and so those opportunities and the quality. I mean, it's not like it's Houston or elsewhere. So, um, what thing? What do you think? Um, looking back at it now, what is the the your favorite story of your of your family history? Oh gosh, well that one about my grandparents that was pretty neat. But I think um, the about raising the horses. Yeah. And the, fighting the Indians just, right. just because I, I, I kind of like <laughs> right, right. I'm a little different yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. but uh, just to go out and can you just imagine when they came here and there was nothing no, right. to start and to establish what they established and do what they did it yeah. was just amazing mm-hmm. to me there's opportunities there. I mean, obviously the timing was right because yeah. they were able to. They were able to. But still, I mean, they think about this too. It's, it's it, you still had to have the capital and the opportunity and the work ethic to do to do these things. And uh, that was a, that's a tough one, you know. Well, and just the the sheer survival mode. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just yeah. There is no give up. There is no choice. It's right. just you. You just do what you have to do to succeed. Right. And, and that's what they did. And that's what and that's how they made it that's how they made it work. Yeah. And then your family stayed here. 
They didn't leave. Oh, yeah. They stayed. Why do you think they stayed? Just because they had... Who wouldn't? I right. mean, my goodness. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, who wouldn't stay, right? No, I think that yeah. it's just the deep love of... Right. of the, yeah. You know, it, and it's it's like I moved away for a while, uh-huh. and then it was like I was drawn back. It's right. just... I don't know how to explain right. it. It's just a limit. Are you looking for uh, coffee? Yes, sir. They, <laughs> are, they are closed today. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. You can come over here and have a cup of coffee on us. I, I, I don't know if there's anything in it. <laughs> <laughs> go, go right ahead and have some coffee. Thank you. You're welcome. That's how, we, that's how we roll here. Um, and I hope my, my children and my grandson yep. will eventually come back to this area. My youngest son's a wildland firefighter. So so he's busy. He is. Yeah. He's getting ready to be really busy. Right. Um, yeah, that's, 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 a busy, that's a busy job for sure. Mm-hmm. You have what, one son? Two sons. Two. And a grandson. Yes. Isn't that the best? Oh, my gosh. I got you beat. I got two. It's, it's yeah. like a whole new dimension it in is. life. It it's, is. And the best part about it is you can, get, you, can, you, can, you can send them away. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I, I just assume send the older ones away. And, and keep, keep the little ones? Yeah. Yeah. Because he's five, so yeah. he's at a good age. Yeah. Because grandma is Wonder Woman and a heart of gold. So. Right. Mm. My rule on my <laughs> rule on the grandkids was uh, that I would like I would hand them I would you know tell. See, I raise I I'm a, I'm a girl dad, you know, oh. and when I got married, my son was already seven. You're welcome. Uh, was was seven, so I didn't have to change his diaper. He was already he was already housebroken. Uh, but these little the little men that I have in my life, like I just hand them back. To the, to grandma and to into <laughs> Nana and to the into 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 my daughter-in-law, because uh, I'm afraid of changing those diapers. So, but you you're used to it though. You're 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 there. So, yeah. uh, Jennifer's being melted by the sun. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just one of those things. We'll, we'll get to this here. Uh, Mich- one of the things that Mich- is interesting about Michelle though, and I know you have to get going here in a minute, uh, is that. You become you're an advocate for the chronic wasting disease. Um, what how's your fight going there? And and you, you spoke in front of the commissioner's court, you've been to the city council. Um, how's your how is your efforts? How's your how's your work doing going? Well, I'll tell you. Um, with the research I've done, I've actually come to the conclusion that chronic wasting disease is really nothing more than scrapies disease, mm-hmm. and we've really turned it into a lot of something that it's not. Really? Okay. And, and you know, when you break it all down, it's it changes things, yeah. and I think we need to step back and look at that and, and reevaluate and readdress it, and, and then we can lift all the restrictions and the containment zones and the surveillance zones and start addressing it the way we need to by just testing the venison before it's consumed, and yeah. that way we're not taking the chance of it being a zoonotic disease because the only factual information we have is that we don't know the origin of it. If right. you don't know the origin of something, you can't go about stopping it. Right. So well, the, really, it, all the years of research—that's what I've come to. Come to, <laughs> come to. And how did you? So, so how does this affect your your work in that that area? Do you still well, address it, private, or with the private consulting service that I have, it opens up avenues for people to be able to get in front of it and mm. address it, rather than that control switch that gets stuck on you know mandates and and things that happen whenever there is a positive chronic right. and disease case right. so it's a way for people to get in front of it right it's just getting people to understand that absolutely um and i, I think your work there's been really important though to kind of raise awareness about it though still i mean it's like there's been some discussion too that you know you need to have if you're going to go out there and handle an animal, do you need to take some precautions, you know, before? Absolutely. You know? I mean, every time I collect samples, I wear gloves, I yeah. wear safety glasses, because we don't know if it's zoonotic right. yet. And if we don't test, we don't know. Right. And, you know, I, I still believe we need to test. Right. Um, because even if it is scrapies disease, then, you know, we need to, we, we just need to find out the origin of it. All right. Rather than continuing to guess and put more and more restrictions, more restrictions on there right because the more restrictions is just causing damage to the landowner yeah right good good stuff as well we need those deer to we i, I like them <laughs> from the standpoint that that they seem to keep the weeds down a little bit to a certain degree 
But they're fussy eaters, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, that's because we spoil them. Well, even if you give them a carrot, though, sometimes they'll just spit it out and like, well, where's the where's the good stuff? Where's where's the grapes, dude? You know, I mean, I get that look at you. The deer crack me up here in this town. You oh know? well, it's really funny being um, a co-owner of Duran Defense and Welding and uh, being a part of of building deer breeding facilities and getting to work with all of the mm -hmm. deer breeding facilities and the deer. They each have their own little personalities, yeah. and people don't realize right. it. But, uh, right. Yeah, they do. Uh, but, I mean, our deer populations are higher now than they've been in a long time. Yeah. So that kind of debunks the whole chronic wasting disease. Everything's going to die from yeah. it. Yeah, because there's, 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 there's plenty of critters. I had 10 in my uh, – yeah. I had 10 whitetail and two, two uh, axis in my front yard the other day. So uh, there's plenty of deer to go around. Yeah. So anyway. And, and I think that all the misunderstandings and miscommunications are, uh, most of them are completely innocent because, right. you know, we, we found something and wanted to stop it immediately and, and just ran with it. And a lot of it's just completely innocent miscommunication and misunderstandings. Right. Good stuff. Hey, thanks for being here. Yes, uh, thank y'all. I enjoyed right. it, ladies. All right, I'm going to throw you out. I'm going to have I'm going to have uh, Jennifer switch places with you, so she doesn't have to yes, deal with the sun anymore. Yes, thank you. Uh, it's good to see you, Michelle, as always. All right. Uh, now uh, we're getting ready to uh, transition here. Um, one, I'm going to put it up here real quick. Sisters in service, um, and I was. I feel like I know this group, but then I don't. Like you don't always know. Things you think you know and you don't know. Um, like, I didn't really know much about chronic wasting disease until I met Michelle McBride, and she came <laughs> in one day, and she's like, you're going to learn about this, Lewis. So, good to see you. Yeah, uh, all right. Um, there, there, let me show Here's the website, folks, for those of you who can't see it. There it is, uh, Sisters in Service. Um, Jennifer's here. Um, what is this group? What is this organization? Um, well, we started back in 2019 with a Bible study in my house, okay. and um, COVID hit, and so we started doing an uh, online Zoom okay. with Bible study, and then uh, after hearing that the nursing home facilities were shutting down, uh, our group began discussing how we could uh, lift the, the residents' spirits, and so from there, uh, we delivered 800-plus uh, word search books with Bible verses, pens, and scripture cards, uh, personal little notes to them and just to lift their spirits and let them know that we were thinking of them. Yeah, because some of those nursing homes, I mean, they were trapped. They were not getting mm -hmm. out. You know, they were locked down um, uh, and COVID ran wild in some of those places. Unfortunately, we know the story there. Um, so that was your sort of first act of service. Then how did that kind of grow from there? Uh, well, from there, then we provided uh, care packages uh, to more than uh, those nursing home facilities again, but to the first responders and to the, the people working in those facilities. Mm -hmm. uh, then we went to the first responders at the police department, the sheriff's department, and we also did uh, the volunteer and the firefighters. Right. And so we, we delivered uh, care, packages, care packages to them to let them know that we were thinking of them. And right. We uh, appreciated their service. Uh, is your Bible study, was your Bible study just like women only? Uh, yes. Well, because my, my wife does one of those uh, as well. Uh, and, and, and then, so you got Leslie involved then too, right? How did that work out? How did they, are you guys friends or? Yeah, yes. so, so Jennifer moved here and um, our sons are the same age and they okay. were in football together. So Jennifer and I actually met on the football field at Moms 101. Oh, Moms 101. We yeah. were both receivers. We were, oh, nice. Out there. <laughs> Who who was Terrible. a better who was a better who ran a better route you or I don't know Jennifer is pretty Je good she's yeah she, she's probably a little quick huh she is okay she is and I have to say Jennifer doesn't do anything small okay that's one thing I learned about her I mean anything that we were involved in yeah it's going to be ten times what anyone is going to do so I mean she came to me and said I want to start a little Bible study with her friends okay so I think we showed up and there was probably what eight six eight. or eight ladies right. sitting around her living room. Uh, back in 2019, and um, I don't know, just Jennifer's heart, she's always looking for, okay, we're, we're learning about God's Word, right. but let's put it into practice, and so that's really how, um, you know, we named ourselves Sisters right. in Service, because it's not just about learning 
learning the scripture. It's about, okay, now we're going to go do it in so, this community. So this started as just a Bible study and then it expanded. Uh, and did you, did you, did you, did you think about it long or did you, how did, how did that, that going from thinking about to executing, how long did that take? Actually, it was pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm. Once we started doing the word search books and then we moved on to other projects, it just took off. And before we knew it, you know, we started from this small Bible study group now we have over 80 members wow. and, and it's growing mm -hmm. and lots of volunteers, lots of women that are putting in their heart and, and time to make Sisters in Service so successful. Right. Kerrville, um, I believe, has so many um, people looking to do something positive. We have a lot of groups, you know, mm -hmm. Charity Ball, and th there's lots of different service organizations that there's really never a there's shortage. a lot of there's a lot of generosity in there is there you know? is and, and there's also a lot of need yeah uh you know we've we're looking we're always looking for who needs something whether it's just an individual right. that we know is in trouble and needs something or an organization like you know one big thing that's that's heavy on my heart is arms of hope Medina Children's Home. Okay. Um, we do a lot with the single mo single moms program. Um, we have a cooking class where we teach them healthy ways to, to cook and not just to feed their family, but to use that opportunity to grow closer with their kids, right. you know, around the dinner table. Cause our right now it's so easy to just grab drive through everyone go eat on their own yeah. and you never have a conversation yeah. so that's a huge thing you know yeah. and uh there's there's a lot of evidence about how damaging that can be you know right. for, to a family to family units and stuff and um yeah so it's it, it's it, that's good to have you know and single moms i mean they're probably too tired sometimes to even like uh i didn't make dinner and clean this mess up for you guys you know um <laughs> Too tired, too stressed, too yeah. scared. You know, it's a lot of pressure being a single mom and knowing yeah. that you have these little people who you are completely uh, in control of whether you have a successful life yeah. with them. Yeah, trust me, I grew up in a single mom, and uh, let me say this right now. Look at, I mean, there's some things, there's some reasons. There's some, it's amazing that we made it through, you yeah. know, my brothers and I, without either setting a house on fire, which we did once, <laughs> Uh, or killing my younger brother, which almost probably should have happened a few times, but um, it's 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 hard, you know. Especially when like my mother was not one of those single moms who's going to sit there and like, I'm just going to sit here and feel sorry for myself. I'm going to do stuff, but mm -hmm. doing stuff required her not to be home, so mm -hmm. that was uh, that was hard. Um, what's been the biggest achievement for Sisters in Service so far? Well, um, you know, all the collectively we've done a lot of projects. Mm -hmm. um, We've had uh, we've partnered with the Croc, and we have taken in this past year. We took 34 high schoolers, okay, and uh, we filled backpacks and oh, nice. brand new pair of shoes for for uh, Kerrville Independent as well as Ingram, okay. And uh, we've moved over to the Parenting Resource Center, and we've been helping them, and uh, as well as the Arms of Hope with the cooking classes. We also go out there every third Monday and. Uh, we bring cupcakes and we set up decorations to celebrate those special birthdays of the month. Sometimes those little things are overlooked and we want to show them that we appreciate them and, and we're celebrating their birthdays with them. Uh, Delane Sigerman uh, coming in and making a comment how this group uh, made 50 goodie bags for our homeless count using their own funds and time. Such a blessing. So there you go. Delane, because uh, you help them with the, the, uh, the point in time count of the homeless here as well. Uh, so what's your event though? What, what is this event? And so we have stuff over here. I'll bring it a little closer, some of it a little closer so we can see. We have art, we have some jewelry. What, what, what is this event that we're going to hap happen here uh, next month? So on April 9th, uh, it is our second annual fundraiser. It's called Sip and Serve. We will have a silent and live auction and it's from one to three. And so we've got different, um, donations that have been come in from local businesses here in the community to help support us. Um, we will have food and wine. Uh, the food is going to be uh, prepared from Conchita's Mexican Fusion. Sounds good. And Turtle Creek uh, Olive and Vine will be there um, serving up some wine. Uh, we've got great donations from uh, Diamonds of Kerrville, uh, The Creek, and Ingram. We also have some local artists, uh, beautiful artists. Uh, we have a sister, Kay Dennis, that 
uh, has done a beautiful angel piece back here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a camera and it's gonna zoom in on it. So keep talking about it. And so she's uh, hand painted a beautiful angel that will be on our auction. Uh, next to that we have uh, the Amanda Jane project, um, and she does these by hand, very unique and colorful. Uh, again, we do have a beautiful uh, ring here from the Diamonds of Kerrville, as well as some jewelry from the Creek in Ingram. Uh, we'll have lots of health and wellness packages uh, from Hill Country IV and Wellness, the Stretch Zone, Rodane and Fields, uh, O.D. Young. I recommend the Stretch Zone, by the way. Yeah. Have you guys tried the Stretch Zone? I yes. haven't. It's on my yeah. list. I need to yeah. do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The minute they start pulling on you, you're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> We have good vacation packages. We do. Oh, what, let's, hear, let's hear about it. Fabulous vacation packages. One to Scottsdale, Arizona. With nice. A golf and spa uh, package with a uh, four-day, three-night, plus a $600 gift card for golf. Uh, we have a Majesty of Mexico. Uh, again, a, oh, I'm sorry, this one's an eight-day, seven-night. Mm -hmm. You get your choice of Cabo San Lucas, uh, Acapulco, Riviera Maya, or Cancun. Uh, then we have Signature Wine and Pampering in Sonoma, California at the Fairmont for a four-day and three-night with airfare. Wow. And we wow. also have three luxury um, vacation rentals, one in uh, Carbondale, Colorado, one a lake house in Canyon Lake, Texas, and then we also have the Guadalupe Treehouse Cottages right here in Centerpoint. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. I've not been to those tree houses. That's a good story. I need mm -hmm. to look at that. Yeah. Um, I would take the uh, Scottsdale golf package. Okay. You know, uh, mm -hmm. I like Scottsdale. You guys been to Scottsdale? Yes. Very, very nice. Very, yeah. I, like the, I like the art. I like the whole vibe of Scottsdale. The only thing with Scottsdale is um, the best deals are to be had in the summertime. Yes. Sure. When it's 119 <laughs> degrees. You can get some really good deals there as well. Uh, which one would you take? Which one would you bid on of the, of the uh, vacation packages? I'd Put like you on to the spot. Mexico. I'd like to go to. You'd like to go to Mexico? Yeah, that right. sounds like yeah. fun. But which part of Mexico, though? There's the question. Probably Cancun. Cancun? Yeah. Cabo? Cabo? Yeah. yeah. They've got great golf courses. They there. do have great golf courses there. That's for sure. Uh, Cancun, though, has the has the ruins. And I think they have lizards. So Yeah, I want to <laughs> see all of that. I want to see all that, too. Um, and so Cancun. So both of you would take Mexico. Cabo, and then you take Cancun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Right. And Jeff Tallarico is going to be is. calling be oh, the live He's the best. He, he is, is awesome. We're and excited to have so him. He's so graciously donating his time, and we're so thankful for that. He's a great guy. He is. Uh, and, and he's fun. He makes mm -hmm. the he, he makes the auction fun because mm -hmm. he, he knows everybody in the room. Right. So he can kind of he can kind of coax things out of people. So, <laughs> you know, he can get things like out of them pretty easily. But uh, this fundraiser is important to us because this is our one fundraiser of the year. Yeah. And with this money, we will then be able to decide how many people we can help right. throughout the year. So we're, we're, what do you, what is your, what is your target for this coming year? What, what do you, what, what are your goals for this coming year? Well, we, uh, we've got over, we're looking at over $10,000 worth of, um, fundraiser here that we can make and yeah. so we our goal was 6500 okay mm -hmm. and so i i have a very strong feeling we're going to meet that mm -hmm. isn't it interesting though when you put those goals out there i mean this has been my lesson in entrepreneurial work too it's like you put a goal out there and you're like oh man am i ever gonna get that goal hit that number and you hit the number you're like oh and it kind of surprises you but i think the thing that i've i've said before is that i'm constantly amazed as we talked about earlier the generosity of this community. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing though. Mm -hmm. um, how did you get Leslie involved? How did she get, how did she, how did you, well, other than the, the boys, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and so did you invite her first and then? I approached her. Yeah. And got her, I wanted her thoughts. And yeah. she was just like, Jen, that's a, that's a fabulous idea. I'm on board. Did you ever think you'd do something like this? No, I didn't. Really? I'm really proud of her. <laughs> I'm really proud of her yeah. for I because I remember our first I mean forget about the service projects mm -hmm. just hosting a Bible study mm -hmm. um, and it was actually a group that that um, were ready to learn you know right. they really hadn't I'm a preacher's kid yeah so so you already heard it yeah a thousand times yeah. but what's it like though to be with other women though to hear that, that you story? know it was I loved being a part of this Bible study because the questions were just so real. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't growing up in the church and just, 
going through the motions. Yeah. It's truly, there was a, a, room, a living room full of women with their hearts wide open, yeah. wanting to learn and wanting to apply it to their daily life. Yeah. And it's so easy to wake up, go to church Sunday, get on with the rest of your week and not think about it again until next Sunday. Uh, that's my, my wife says that to me all the time. You know, yeah. like that, when she does her Bible studies with other women, you know, she just says, you know, I feel supported. I feel it's a different level of comfort, you know, than it would be in a normal, like, you know, Bible study, I guess. But um, is that how your group has evolved then? Are you still doing the Bible yes. study work or? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. And and is that a party too, or is it just all work and, you know, do you have like a a lesson plan or how does that, how does it work for you guys? We do. We actually choose what we want to study in advance. Mm -hmm. The books are ordered and um, then we go through the studies and break it up at how many weeks we would like to have it at. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't want to rush through it. We want to try to grab uh, as much information and answer as many questions as we can. Um, It's, it's again, not going through the motions. It is, um, really learning about his word and living this life together as a group. I think God gave us each other to, to get through. Right. And so it's not just a Bible study class. It is a group of women learning and growing and, and helping. Right. Right. Uh, you guys are both moms. So football player moms. Mm -hmm. Uh, how many, what what other, how many kids you guys have? What's, what's, what's going on with the children? I have two. Two. So Becca, and Brock, they Becca both Brock. Okay. went through Tyvee. Becca was in uh, on the golf team. Oh, nice! So she was my golf girl. Golf girl, yeah. And Brock was uh, a football a player. Tyvee football player. He yeah. was the long snapper. Okay. So um, he's at Texas Tech. He's a junior, and he's so he's a, happy right now. He's happy because they're they're in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. In basketball. So, yeah, no, he's loving that. Yeah. So he's a finance major. Oh, very nice. And uh, hopefully he will be graduating next year. But Becca graduated from Texas State, and she's out in Los Angeles. She went to Tony and Guy um, and is hair and makeup. Oh, really? Mostly to band members. And she works at a salon out there but does a lot of events for like she just did a girl's hair that was doing something with Avril Lavigne. And oh, really? Yeah. So she's she's having living the life. Los Angeles life. She's <laughs> loving it. She's loving it. Does she is she sick of the traffic yet though? No, no. She's she's in her twenties. She doesn't doesn't understand care it yet. Traffic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I no. Thank, I I was back there. Uh, I actually wasn't even in Los Angeles. I had a I had I almost flew into LAX and I was like. <laughs> that doesn't phase them. Doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> no, it, 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 once they turn thirty, though, it'll be it'll mm-hmm. be over for them. How about you, Jennifer? What's what's going on with your with your kids? Oh, they're adulting, which is wonderful. Isn't that all, great? <laughs> all four of them. Yeah, <laughs> they're all in Houston. Are they? Okay. Yeah. My uh, mine is adulting with us. So <laughs> she was a she's a she's a refugee from COVID. So she's. She's at home with us right now, and uh, it's actually kind of weird, though, because you kind of get used to him. And then I had a dream last night that my oldest son, uh, who, who is uh, going to be, he's 32, and he's in the Navy, and he's got, he's got the t- his two boys, that he, uh, my dream was that he was going to, he called us, he called his mom in the middle of the night, he's, uh, we're, we're two hours out, like they were driving, mm. uh, and my wife was on a panic mode, because we didn't have enough food. And we had to go immediately to Costco, you know, which means we had to drive to San. I mean, this was my dream. It woke me up. It was a good dream, but it was also terrifying at the same point. So there you go. Adulting, though, I love that. I love that. I love that. That term. We didn't have that that term when we were kids, though. No. You know, you were like you used to get out and survive. You know, adulting <laughs> exactly. is not that uh, that hard. Um, are the kids uh, involved in, in any of these projects for you guys? Do they? What do they think about your your efforts? Uh, they're they're proud. I think so. I think mm-hmm. they're, they're not involved. They're yeah. off doing their own thing. Right. But absolutely, I think they. If someone wants to join this program, mm-hmm. how do they do it? What do they? What you do they call need? Jennifer. Call Jennifer. <laughs> right. Which I think I have that number here. You can visit the website as well. Yeah. Sisters in Service and uh, tickets are now on sale for the Sip and Serve fundraiser. And how much is it again? Tell me again. It's $5 that you can purchase online or the day of the event can be $10 cash. It's a steal. That's, yeah. a, that's a great, that's a great, that's yeah, a great we've price. We've got a lot of vendors that are going to be there on hand yeah. to sell their merchandise. Uh, we've got Rustic Desperado, Mustang Sally's. 
Um, you guys got, met her, right? Yes, we did. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's uh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, Superb Beauty with uh, by Josie is going to be there. Rodane and Fields, Color Street, Humbling Bloom, Miss Stephanie uh, from Humbling Bloom, um, and many others. So uh, Humbling Bloom, Stephanie is great because uh, one, she will make you sweat. Yes. And two, <laughs> she'll work it, work out those uh, those those. She's been on the show before too, um, and she's she's really terrific. Now here's a list of the vendors. So we're gonna like I said, you talked about. Uh, Conchitas will giving the will be doing the food, uh, never a bad thing. Uh, and you just got Mustang Sally's, which we've we've had her on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, Sally McFaley and McHalfy uh, McHalfy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you've got uh, these travel packages as well, jewelry, uh, entertainment, and Jeff Tellerico will be there as well. Yes. So I'm not kidding when I said Jennifer doesn't do anything small. No. So you guys <laughs> have to come to this event yeah, just I to mean, see. It's really, it's really kind of amazing, though, yeah. like you've, that you've gotten all these people to, to be involved. How do you is, – is, is it hard to go out there and, uh, and uh, um, reach out to these folks and say, hey, can you be a part of this? What's, what's been your general reaction? No, I mean, very positive. Yes. I mean, everyone that, again, this community is so giving. And when it's, when it is a, a, for a good cause, helping people directly in our community, people are very willing to jump on board. Right. Um, And it just, like I said, it's just never, it it never surprises me when I hear, you know, Kerrville is going to step up and do this and this and this, you know, there's, there's that, there's that kind of, that kind of spirit here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that what you guys find? I mean, what do you what do you find? Absolutely. I mean, anyone that I've walked in to talk to, I mean, they 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 read the information and they look at the website. You can see the projects that we've done mm-hmm. and how we've poured our hearts into into sharing uh, God's word and His love with the community. And um, they everyone has been so positive and responsive and wanting to help. And we still have more and more donations coming in. Uh, we're making, we've got different um, women doing different parts of this, and so we've got the basket lady, and mm. we, you know, putting things together and how it uh, should be presented, and so we're, we're really excited about it. And you know, our group really, as we were studying and, and learning more about what God wants us to do, we really focused on the verse Luke um, twelve thirty five. Okay. It says, be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamp burning. And that's what we're trying to do. Because, I mean, you never know when someone's going to need something. Right. Absolutely. And that's that's the big part of that as well. Well, this is good news. This is very good news as well. And, again, here's the stuff. We've got uh, a beautiful, uh, some beautiful local art. We have uh, jewelry as well. Trips uh, galore. And it's a steal. It's 10 bucks at the door on, on is, it, is it Tuesday night? Is that right? Saturday night, mm-hmm. right, okay. One to three at Tucker Hall. One to three at Tucker Hall. So uh, Tucker Hall is the other community gathering spot for all of us here at the St. Peter's Episcopal Church. Um, and that's great. I'm excited about this uh, event. And the fact that you, you, you kind of uh, discovered us through Mustang Sally is good. Yes. Mm. So that, that's a fun one as well. She's, she's a character. Uh, don't forget to visit Mustang Sally's on Water Street. They're open. They're open Fridays, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday now, I believe. So uh, take a look at them and uh, good stuff as well. All right, how's the rest of your day look, both of you? Anything exciting going on? You're going to sell mortgages. I'm going to work. You're going to work. What yes, are you going to do? Play golf? No, working on the fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you might have to. You guys might have to come back though. Would love to. Okay. All right. We're trying to do a boat show, by the way. Um, uh, Delane doesn't know this yet, but um, <laughs> Kristen Hedger at Kildare Mountain Manufacturing has an, uh, an electric boat. We actually, Delane and I have cruised on the boat with Kristen Hedger at uh, Kildare Mountain Manufacturing. Uh, so we're going to do a boat show, and we're going to have the show on the boat uh, at some point, uh, cruising around Nimitz Lake with Kristen driving and Delane hosting. It'll be quite fun. Uh, I won't be on the show at all. I'll just be running the camera but it'll be it'll be a, a cool a cool day as well uh let me get to a couple other quick things today if you're uh, so inclined um if you want to go uh and do you know talk about things to do here in kerrville um well if you want to go to the city council meeting tonight there's that there is a uh, there is a uh uh tawny fontaine jenner has put it put uh, twenty dollars down on how much george birdie will speak tonight uh 
I say three times, probably maybe four. Uh, but if you want something to do cultural, uh, the Kurt Arts and Culture Center is having their exhibits today from 10 to 4. So right after the show, go check them out. Art of the Plains or the Museum of Western Art from 10 to 4. Um, they have... And I love the planes, by the way. I think the planes are fabulous. Uh, I there's nothing better than I love taking photos on the on the planes. And when I was in Colorado, I'd rather go shoot the planes in the Rockies any day. So, just because there was like surprising moments of color and diversity, and so Art of the Planes captures that at the Museum of Western Art. And then the Hill Country Arts Foundation is still having a series of shows uh, starting at starting today. They're open from ten to two, or from ten to four. So check that out. And then I think this is already ongoing, but let me double check this real quick. Over at the Riverside Nature Center, oh, it's at one o'clock, good. Uh, uh, Richard McAllister, who's incident meteorologist of the American Red Cross, and Tara Bushnow over at UGRA, they're gonna talk about flash flooding, uh, which we don't have to worry about right now because there's no rain, but we all know that flash flooding is a very real deal, and so they're having a talk about that at one o'clock over at the Riverside Nature Center. And if you like college baseball today, um, Shriner's kind of fun to watch, it's two o'clock today over at Bob Henry Field uh, and uh, take a look at that game today uh, at 2 p.m. And don't forget today's newsletter was brought to you by uh, Mustang Sally's. So there you go. Uh, Again, things we'll be looking forward to tonight on the city council meeting. Uh, We'll be looking at uh, what they're going to discuss with the Heart of the Hills Heritage Center and how that's going to to shape up. Um, But of course, the big news in the city right now is the situation with uh, the purchase of the land, uh, they, they're under contract. They haven't purchased it yet, $740,000. That'll be the home of the $45 million, 69,000-square-foot building that would house the police station, fire administration, municipal court, emergency operations center, uh, and IT uh, and other facilities as well. It has a long list of things it's going to be able to do. Uh, well, much needed, I would say. I, th- I would say that we have neglected um, our police and fire for a long, long time. Uh, and this hasn't just been, I mean, some people want to make this the issue of now. This is an issue of, look, we talk about how generous Kerrville is, but when it comes to public facilities, we've not been so generous. And so we'll see how the city responds to this need for the police station. There'll still be those guys like our internet trolls out there who will say, I don't want to give any money, uh, uh, you know, like this. People are asking, like, why does this cost so much money? Why, why don't we build it at the, at the, at the middle school? Um, and the reality of it is, is that that's expensive and stuff is expensive now. And so we have lots of things to, to do and to cover with this, um, moving forward. Okay. Uh, tomorrow's show, uh, George, the artist will be here on Thursday. Delane Sigrun will be back. And on, on Friday, uh, Kamario Woods will be here to talk to us about, uh, the BCFS and their mentor programs. All right. Give us the final pitch. Jennifer, Go. Go. Come visit us Saturday, April 9th, 1 to 3 at Tucker Hall. Come out and help support the uh, silent auction and fundraiser for Sisters in Service right here in Kerrville. And uh, Leslie just quit, right? Is what she, happened. Did. she just quit the show. <laughs> there she comes. Leslie, Leslie's back on the show. She had to run around. <laughs> Leslie, you're, you're back. I, I thought we were done. No, we're not done. We're never done. We're almost done. We're just getting started. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give us your pitch, Leslie. Tell us about your, t- tell us about your business. Oh, oh, a little free SWBC <laughs> mortgage. Well, come see me. I'm at 322 Thompson Drive. Okay. If you need to purchase or refinance, I'd be happy to help. I always like the little, I always like love giving people a little, little pitch. Thank you. So there you go. <laughs> uh, and thank you for letting us uh, spread the word about our event. Yeah, we'll get it out there too, and we'll write Appreciate about it a little bit as well. It is, it's one of those things we'll add to our events calendar. Um, we you. That's something that uh, has been a big big part of it. And if you want to get on our events calendar, just email me, by the way. Look on, log on to the, get onto the page, kerrcountylead.bulletin.com or kerrcountylead.com, and you can find our, our, our calendar in there. At the very bottom of it, there's ways to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and the rest of them. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us on a Tuesday. We will see you guys again tomorrow. Thanks a lot. We'll see you guys later. No broken promises, no busy tones. Just what it takes. Just make believe.